The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Secondary school teachers are calling on the government to increase wages to match inflation. The Association of Secondary Teachers in Ireland, the ASTI, says salary hikes need to be on the discussion table with government as part of a new deal to hire um, so many public servants this summer. The calls come as the cost of living crisis is having a knock-on effect on vacancies in schools, with almost half of secondary schools in Ireland impacted by staff shortages due to teaching no longer being viewed as an attractive profession as well as emigration by teachers due to the housing crisis. Uh, Kieran Christie, General Secretary of the ASTI, is on the line. Uh, Kieran, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Now, uh, what exactly are you looking for? Well, Pat, uh, we released figures yesterday where 81% of principals in schools have told us that schools are being forced to use unqualified teachers. Three quarters of schools have no applicants for advertised posts. Uh, There's uh, unfilled vacancies in almost half of our schools. One in five of our schools are dropping subjects and uh, special education needs teachers are being reassigned to teach mainstream classes. So uh, to say that the system is somewhat distressed, if not in crisis, uh, it would be an understatement perhaps. And if we cannot secure a wage deal going forward, uh, and we know that there will be discussions later this year in relation to a, a, a successor to the Building Momentum Agreement, which comes to a conclusion at the end of the year, if we can't secure pay rises that preserves, at least preserves current incomes relative to the cost of living crisis, uh, the recruitment and retention crisis is going to get even worse. Now, we hope that inflation is flattening out and that it may might even get back to uh, more acceptable levels. We're always told that 2% inflation is kind of um, even Stephen. That's what we are looking for in any growing economy. Uh, the argument is always that if everybody in the public service gets a pay rise uh, of maybe proportionately more than might be available to other people, that that in itself is inflationary. What do you say? Uh, yes, of course, and, and uh, we understand that and we've heard that in the past, although we would point out that uh, the, the the enormous growth of inflation uh, that happened in sort of in the last 12, 18 months uh, took off in a context where pay rises weren't happening. And in fact, uh, the latest building momentum agreement, uh, the extension to it, was only a reaction to inflationary pressures, not a cause of it. So uh, I think we need to keep that in mind as well. Now, going back to the vacancies and uh, the various actions that principals have had to take, is this something really new, that that you've a difficulty in filling posts in schools? Because often uh, people will point to teachers on leave of absence and therefore permanent jobs not being made available to likely candidates. And who wants a job that will be taken from them on the return of the person on leave? Well, uh, look, there there have always been uh, occasional issues around particular subjects and so on. But what we've seen in the last year or two has been uh, shortages in an expanding range of subjects. Um, you know, we had it, uh, for instance, Asgielga and uh, the technologies. Mathematics is now one of the areas, physics, all of that. Um, so it's an ever-expanding uh, list of subjects where there are problems in schools. And, uh, you know, there are a variety of structural problems within the system that the Minister could address. Uh, She has uh, uh, tinkered a little bit in terms of some of the changes she's made that have been quite minimalist. But, you know, there has been little or nothing to do to retain people in the system uh, in terms of 
the the work intensity that has been there and you know principals mm. no, no, but hang, hang on a second. principals in schools you know in terms of primary uh, schools you know the teacher does everything uh, they do all the subjects and they have a class uh, non-stop from nine o'clock until closing time in secondary schools uh, teachers teach their own subjects there are uh, breaks between classes what is intensifying the job for secondary teachers well, uh, if you take a look at our survey that we result at uh, the results, which uh, some of the results I mentioned earlier on, uh, for instance, uh, not only is there a difficulty in recruiting teachers, but there's also a huge difficulty in recruiting principals. And their problem is that they are snowed under with work. There used to be a middle management structure whereby uh, teachers, regular teachers in the classroom, also had uh, what are known as posts of responsibility. They were emasculated during the cutbacks way back in 2008, 9, 10, and they've never been properly restored. Now, that would be a seriously, uh, seriously uh, important improvement to the system. It's depending, it's been propped up by voluntarism right across the system. Uh, and uh, teachers are voting with their feet. Uh, uh, their, uh, teaching is no longer being viewed as an attractive profession. Um, why? Well, uh, as I said, there's a, a, a range of factors, but there is a stark statistic I can throw at you, Pat. Yep. Uh, there are roughly 120,000 teachers uh, on the Teaching Council uh, registration, qualified teachers registered yep. to teach in Ireland. There's about 70,000 in the system. Uh, at, at primary and secondary. Where are the other 50,000 is, is a fair question. They're doing other things. They're being attracted into better paid jobs or they're immigrating. That's the reality. Yeah. Um, it just may mean that they made the wrong decision in the first place. They went into teaching, found it didn't suit them. They didn't have the patience or whatever. Uh, and uh, they decided to get out. It could be that many people leave the uh, profession in which they qualified. Well, Pat, there may always have been a small percentage for which that would have been true, but uh, I, I refuse to believe the 50,000 out of 120,000 fall into that category. Uh, do you know where they are? Well, uh, as I say, some of them have gone abroad to, to places like Australia, Canada, Dubai for, for so, better So they're teaching there. Thing. It's not that they've oh. left teaching, they are teaching in other oh, jurisdictions. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And and also, uh, you know, for instance, last week there was quite an amount of publicity around the new subject, computer science, and the very small number of people who are registered with the Teaching Council to teach that subject. And you don't need to be a genius to figure out that the remuneration available, even notwithstanding the, the layoffs and so on in that sector, but we understand that there's still quite a buoyant employment market there, and salaries are so much better. So how do you address that? I mean, if you talk about the jobs abroad, whatever about Australia, I don't know how green those far off hills are. But certainly if you go to the, the, the Gulf states, uh, at the Middle East, where uh, tax free employment is available and uh, relatively high salaries, the ability to save. I mean, we can't really compete with that. You're not or are you suggesting that well, teachers should uh, be tax free in this uh, jurisdiction? Uh, 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 no, uh, of course I agree with you on that point, but but you pick it off with a variety of measures. And I'll just mention one, for instance. If we want to attract teachers back to Ireland, say from the, the Dubais or the Canadas or whatever in September, you don't offer them to come back to part-time employment for three years before they have any prospect of getting a permanent job. You go back to the old system that used to be in place 20, 25 years ago, where subject to probation, you got a job, and uh, once you'd done your probationary period, you were permanent. 
And uh, the minister could make a very strong intervention on that, which would be hugely relieving of the system. Mm. Um, very, uh, how many of those uh, part-time jobs are there simply because of maternity leave? Well, maternity leave is an entirely different category. Uh, no, but I mean, and, it uh, is a problem that uh, people and, and, you know, it is uh, maybe just the stuff of anecdote, but uh, teachers having two and three babies on the trot, more or less, they want their family, you know, to be grouped closely together, as many parents do. Uh, so they are uh, absent from the classroom for uh, quite a number of years before they return. Uh, and that means that that job is held for them so it's not available to someone else to take. Is that an issue? I'm, I'm not saying it's wrong or right, because uh, people have to have their families, otherwise we're all banjaxed. Um, but uh, is that an issue? Well, uh, certainly maternity leaves uh, principals will tell you that it is extremely difficult to get, get replacement teachers. But that's, uh, uh, and we do accept that there aren't two jobs there. So we're not asking for somebody who's covering for maternity leave to be made permanent. What I'm focusing on is, uh, you know, vacant jobs, which could easily be made permanent, say, the coming September. And people will be invited to come back from abroad to what will be, for at least two years, a part-time position. Now, that's something that could be addressed. So how is it to be addressed if those part-time positions have come about because of our rules and regulations about uh, parental leave, maternity leave uh, and so on? Uh, what is to happen to those people? Are, are they just floaters? They get a job uh, to cover in one school. It's a permanent job, but today it's in Donny Carney and tomorrow it's in Dunnerail. Well, it's not a permanent job. It's a fixed-term contract for a year is the best that the minister will be fit no, but, to offer. But, but I'm saying if you want school. something different, if you want permanence offered to people, uh, if there is no permanent job there, because the the people who are on, it could be parental leave, maternity leave, it could be leave of absence, because that's uh, quite a common thing as teachers uh, like to expand their horizons. What is that person who's given the job in School A to do when the person who owns that job in School A returns? No, but uh, I, I think we're at cross-purposes here, Pat. There are uh, a number in the category you're describing whereby people are on leave, and of course there aren't two jobs there either, and we accept that. But I'm talking about a situation where jobs that are not being held down by anybody else are being offered on a part-time basis, on fixed-term contracts every year, thousands of them. Yeah. And that's now, what we're seeking to entice people back. Why is that? Well, Do they want to keep their powder dry, check out a teacher, see whether they're any good or not. If they're not good, let them go, because as we know, once a teacher has a permanent uh, pensionable job, it's almost impossible unless there's, you know, alcoholism in the classroom or other sort of unacceptable behaviour, teachers are never fired, irrespective of their ability to teach. So is that what principals are doing? Say, I, I can't take a risk on this person. Uh, they may have done well in Dubai. They may not do well in, uh, you know, Donegal. Uh, so I'll only give them a year-long contract. Is that it? No, it's not. Uh, th this uh, situation has developed sort of in the last 20, 25 years where what, what you might describe as an hours culture infiltrated the, the system whereby there were lots of people available. So uh, all of this was loosened up in terms of the approach to employment. And uh, under uh, the legislation, 
the fixed term work act at, at a point people weren't becoming permanent until there were nearly five years in the job yeah. but who, who they, did that I mean was that done at local level or was it done at departmental level that you need sanction see I don't know how this all works do you need sanction for every permanent post that you offer from the department I mean who uh, you know being yeah, pro- uh, yeah, yes every school requires sanction for permanent posts and even for fixed term uh, contracts uh, so it is within the gift of the minister to change the regulations at the okay. stroke of a pen. Um, the other question, uh, again, harking back to um, maternity leave and so on, uh, as I say, which is uh, vital to, to keep the whole population going. Um, is there a, a problem of, uh, I suppose, the, the gender balance in the classroom has changed over the years? Very few, relatively speaking, men in the classroom, more women and therefore logically more maternity leave and more disruption. Yes, uh, teaching is a feminised profession and uh, that's uh, in itself uh, a problem and work, lots of work to be done there to make it uh, a, a more uh, attractive profession to males. Um, and that, that work has been ongoing over the years and with limited success, uh, but it's certainly something that needs to be addressed. But it's not only an Irish phenomenon, that unfortunately. Mm, yeah. Uh, so, so what is to be done? Because uh, the idea that you've got an unqualified teacher teaching a particular subject in, in secondary school is not something any parent wants to hear. Well, the minister needs to uh, take this problem by the scruff of the neck. As I said earlier on, she has uh, uh, made some minimalist moves in relation to uh, additional uh, hours for for serving teachers and a pilot uh, teacher sharing scheme and so on. But, uh, you know, she's been uh, uh, picking at the margins of the thing. She needs to move on the more substantial aspects of things, the likes of which I've been speaking to earlier on in relation to uh, the, the the permanency offering. And uh, uh, one last thing, uh, you know, we moved a few, some years back uh, from what was the HDIP, uh, which was a one-year course, to a two-year professional master's in education course. And uh, the question has to be asked as to whether or not that's a luxury we can afford now when all of those students are sitting in college and they could be trained much quicker. One question, uh, you know, if teachers are complaining about a lack of money, the the minister had a huge problem recruiting teachers to mark the Leaving Cert. So obviously they don't need the money. Well, I I don't know about that. Last year there were issues around that question. But remember, Pat, we were coming out of, of COVID. People hadn't been abroad for for three years for their summer holidays uh, they were exhausted of sitting in classrooms with masks and all the pressures on that they very much needed their break last year I'd be more optimistic in terms of the, mar- the marking situation mm. this year and, and finally uh, Kieran, I think it's it's worth uh, saying because we've got one texter here who says he's a manager in IT or maybe she I'm not sure uh, could that person become a teacher and it's a serious question how do you go about becoming a secondary teacher if you're qualified to be a manager in an IT company, I mean, can you, without you know, spending years and years, get into the classroom to share your talents? Well, it's not an area in which I have a, a massive knowledge other than to say that there are courses out there whereby people with degrees can do uh, uh, professional courses that will qualify them to be a teacher and register with the Teaching Council. And I would suggest that that person have a look into that. Mm. Okay. And finally, the premium. You you know the way the the teachers are looking around saying, I can make much more money in the tech sector or whatever with my qualification than I could in the classroom. But there is a premium on a permanent, reliable, you know, non-volatile job, as we've seen in the tech sector, uh, with a, a good pension and really 
compared to elsewhere, great holidays, um, no matter how exhausted the teachers might feel when they start those holidays, they still are fantastic holidays. Um, what would you say is the premium that uh, uh, a reduction, shall we say, that people are prepared to accept in exchange for those pretty fantastic uh, T's and C's? Well, uh, Pat, my, my job is to uh, maximise the terms and conditions of teachers. I'm not going to come onto your radio programme and talk them down in any way. And I know your No, no, I'm just saying that, one. you know, but, if you could earn 80 grand in uh, tech and you might be earning 65 grand in, in teaching, would that be a reasonable uh, swap for the long holidays and the shorter working days? Well, uh, you know, uh, the cost of living crisis is biting everybody and, and irrespective of your holidays, you still have to pay the same at the till when, when at the end of the week. So uh, there's an element of, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of the word, but there's an element of uh, trading off there that, that, that doesn't work for a lot of people, quite frankly. All right, Kieran, uh, thank you very much for uh, joining us. And that is Kieran Christie, the General Secretary of the ASTI. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.